Buccaneers fans, the Ira Kaufman podcast is back, and the Sage of Tampa Bay Sports himself is back. Ira missed last podcast. That's when Lee D. Kemper and I, Steve Isbitz of JoeBucksFan.com, we sat down with offensive coordinator Dave Canales, new play caller of the Bucks. That episode is at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, so many platforms, Podbean, and at JoeBucksFan.com. Go ahead, back, and listen and catch up. I get a little bit of Iris feedback today as he and I sit down at Big Storm Brewery in Odessa. Now, the interesting thing here is this podcast was recorded before the big news of the day with Jamel Dean resigning and some other happenings at One Buck, but we hit on plenty of topics, and late in the podcast, Ira reveals that there is some conflict at one buck as it relates to the value of Jamel Dean. Now, that's before he was signed, but not everyone there is on board with uh, him being a big-time elite player. Now, did he get elite money at $12 million a year? Excuse me, $13 million a year? You could say that's uh, about 13th ranked in the NFL among cornerbacks. So that is top-tier money, but not super elite money. And a lot of folks were talking around the NFL that Dean was going to get elite money. So interesting. Ira picks up on that later in the podcast, but we'll be back soon with Lee DeCamper, Ira, and me sitting down, hammering out all the changes in free agency. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a wild week. Of course, uh, Baker Mayfield news is coming and uh, Jacoby Brissett, and we'll see what happens with the Bucks in the next 24 hours should be huge. But there's plenty in here to chew on. And hope you enjoy it. Here's the Sage presented by Bill Curry Ford. BillCurryFord.com. 0% financing is available. Here's Ira. Buccaneers fans, the Sage of Tampa Bay Sports is back. He's Ira Kaufman. And we are at Big Storm Brewery in Odessa. Big Storm Brewery in Odessa, right off State Road 54. It's sort of Newport, Richie Ira, right in your wheelhouse here. Uh, You feel at home here? Uh, I do. A short trek for me, and uh, you came all the way up. Very impressive, Steve. Very, And, of course, our draft party will be in Hillsborough County at a big storm. At Big Storm Ebor, but uh, Sage is uh, drinking. What do you got there, Ira? I got I got a light ale. She didn't even tell me what it was, but I, I just said bring it. <laughs> Give me a light one. I've got it's the, going uh, down very easy. I've got the Sunny Key Lime, but uh, Big Storm Brewery, locations in Odessa, Clearwater on 49th Street, Ebor City, home of our draft party, April 27th, 7 p.m., all kinds of fun. Brand new location upstairs in Centro Ebor. A lot more details to come. And of special course, guests, Steve. Special guests. Special guests. Tap room also in Cape Coral and in Orlando at the Amway Center. You know all the fun here. All the fun that we get into. And we got a lot to get, get to today. And all the fun's presented by Bill Curry Ford. BillCurryFord.com. C-U-R-R-I-E. That is the family name. Sage himself drives a 2020 Cherry Red Ford Escape. And you can buy a brand new Ford right now at Bill Curry Ford. Nationwide lifetime warranty on the new vehicle. You can reach General Manager Sean Sullivan anytime through the website, by phone. And that's BillCurryFord.com. He's going to help you personally if he's there to do it, which he usually is. He's going to give you that Ira Kaufman discount, which cannot be beat. And, of course, so you can still order a new vehicle, no deposit. Sean's got doubling your cash, doubling your tax return back. He's got a $500 gift card for you if you're ordering a new vehicle. Just check it all out at BillCurryFord.com. GM Sean Sullivan, he's our draft guru, Ira. It's his time of year. It's also the car buying time of year. March really kicks in. A lot of great specials, 0% financing. Get to BillCurryFord.com and see what it's all about. 
And Sage, I got to tell you this because you love this stuff. At our draft party, we already announced we're giving away $500 from Florida's Elite Restoration in our Pick the Pick contest, Ira, right? So everybody gets a, a fancy sheet. We did it really well the last time. You pick the draft pick, and we've got some tiebreakers. We've got a lot of draft types out there, and it's a gift card, Amex gift card. You go buy whatever you want. But I talked to Josh Martin at Florida's Elite Restoration, and you know what he says out of the blue, Ira? He says uh, he's buying me dinner. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd buy you dinner anytime. But Ira, he says, uh, Steve, I want to give the, the great Bucks fans another $500. Let's come up with another way to give them 500 bucks. Fantastic. Another contest. At the, uh, at, guess my age. Guess my age. It's a guess my age contest. <laughs> start, start with 50 and go from there. At the draft party. <laughs> so thank you, Florida's Elite Restoration, Josh Martin. Outstanding. He, he is uh, the boss over there. 14 years he spent as an insurance adjuster, which means that he knows how to get the money from the insurance companies because he knows about all the corruption and all the nonsense. Florida's Elite Restoration, that's your first phone call when you have a disaster in your home. And he will be at the draft party, Iris, so uh, you'll be able to harass him and his uh, family and team. They'll be out there. We know how you love to bug everybody. Get up in everybody's <laughs> grill, steal French fries. All right. Ira, look, uh, we missed you uh, when we sat down. Lee and I did with uh, offensive coordinator Dave Canales. That interview, about 19 minutes is uh, on the website and a lot of cool stuff in there. I wanted to ask you this, Ira. This needs your wisdom. I don't know much about Canales. I know a lot now because I spent an hour with the guy at the Combine. Who, who paid for breakfast, Steve? Who paid for breakfast? Uh, no breakfast. We did not eat. Uh, he was rocking the coffee. See, and- that's, that's a big difference between you and I. I would have had a crawler. First thing, before I asked the first question. We were sitting in, a, in an empty bar. We met in an empty bar, uh, of course, which was rocking the night before. But just, you know, we were there early and uh, coffee only. So that was that. But here's the thing, Ira. The Bucks are looking for a quarterback, right? We're not knocking Kyle Trask, but they need quarterbacks. Blaine Gabbert, you know, come on. And they got nothing else on the roster. It's just Kyle Trask. So Bull says he wants two quarterbacks, veterans, in here. And I believe him. I believe that, that they want two in here. So my question for Canales, one of my questions was, are you concerned about having some big alpha dog coming in here saying this is my job? You know, because the Bucks are sort of talking like it's, it's Kyle Trask's job. And, you know, sometimes when you have a real wide open quarterback competition, that creates some issues. You know, guys are biting each other's heads off. There's only 32 of these jobs in the NFL. And he said, no, 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 no. Personality's not an issue. Yeah, you care. Sure, a little. But it's really about winning the job. And Canales was like, no, it, it just uh, give me a guy who can throw it and complete it and be accurate and all that kind of stuff. So I want to know if you believe that, Ira. Because there are some big personality quarterbacks out there, like a Baker Mayfield, who could, whose price could drop. Or do you think they're looking for somebody who can play nice just enough with Trask and be a mentor type if it goes there? No, I, I believe Canales is, uh, is being genuine here. Steve, I think part of the process is to see if uh, Trask uh, is up to a challenge. We're not giving you this job. I believe that's true. All things being equal, we wouldn't mind if you get the job. I think that's true. But you you, you got to earn it in training camp, Mayfield's a possibility, Steve, uh, at, at, at the right price. Uh, I think Drew Locke's a possibility, depending on how Canales looks at Drew Locke. I don't know how much he knows about Drew Locke, but I think he knows a little bit about Drew Locke, maybe a little more than he does, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater or whoever else you want to throw in there. I'm with you, Blaine Gabbert. Let, let's, let's keep him out of the mix. One name that Canales brought up, Ira, we were asked him about accuracy and we didn't ask him for names or it really wasn't where the discussion was going but he brought up quarterbacks who've been in the league for 10 plus years 
and they stay because they're so accurate and they can deliver the ball. And one name he mentioned was Case Keenum. Now years. he's not twenty three. Yeah, no, know. he's thirty five, thirty six. He has been a Bucks killer. But he was four zero against the Bucks. He was with Buffalo last year. He's, he, play, he's played in some big games. He's got experience, and you can win some games with him. He's not a Super Bowl quarterback, but you think that was a tip-off, or do you think that was just uh, off the top of his head? I think he fits the profile, Steve. I don't think age is going to be a big factor at this point because who's going to be available that's 23 years old that's going to be a stud, uh, uh, even develop into a stud? It's hard to imagine you're going to steal one of those guys. Bring somebody in that's going to compete with Trask, see how badly Trask wants to win this job. And along those lines, Steve, I'm going to throw this out there. And I know you and I might disagree on this. And that's fine since you're paying for my beer today. Uh, (laughs) I see, Steve, and I said this to you before the podcast. Anybody who pops his head up and he's available, especially quarterbacks, you know, in the Lamar Jackson, the Aaron Rodgers situations, Zadarius Smith, you know, wants to be uh, traded. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a thousand Buck fans out there. Let's go get him. He's 33. Let's go get him. You know, meanwhile, they're going to say goodbye to Levante David, who, who's better than Zadarius Smith, who's also 33. So my point is they have a plan, Steve. I, I don't think they're going to deviate from it. I, I don't. This has been mapped out in detail by the Glazers, by Light, by Bowles, the big three, the unholy trinity, if, if you will. They have a plan, Steve. This is what we're going to do. It's a fine balancing act, Steve. I think a big part of it, and you mention it all the time, and I think very wisely, the state of the NFC South now, has it really changed with Derek Carr? I don't think it's changed markedly. Some other people might think it has. To me, Carr is not coming in as a savior. We'll, we'll see. I think the Saints have their own issues with Kamara. Michael Thomas has been a bum for three years. Cam Jordan happens to be 34 years old this summer. So let's not go too crazy. And Carolina and Atlanta are looking for quarterbacks, and we'll talk about the Carolina deal in a minute. But, Steve, they have a plan. They have a philosophy. Life after Brady. This is how it's going to go. Now, I think, it's, I think this plan has been forged very differently than it would have if Brady would have retired after an 11-6 and season and, sure. and, and a deep playoff sure. run. Then all of a sudden, what are the Glazers thinking? Hey, we still got the pieces in place to be a championship, not an NFC South championship, a championship club. That's what the Glazers are after. I do believe they want to win the enchilada, and they're not in position to do it right now, and they're being honest about it. I, I don't like uh, any ideas about Lamar Jackson. He's brittle, Steve. He's brittle. I think, I, I think Rodgers is a nut job. I don't want him either. Good luck with that uh, in New York. Uh, they have a plan, Steve, and the plan well, is well, they're not going to spend a lot of money under center this year. Ira, I got to cut you off here because you said Lamar Jackson, he's, he's brittle, and you moved on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Ira. You got legions of Bucks fans who would chew their arm off to stick Lamar Jackson on this team. He's exciting. He's crazy talented. Maybe his injuries aren't necessarily, I'm not going to say they're not his fault, but you know his. we know how he plays, and a lot of players like him, Ira, they, they tone it down a little bit later, become less injury prone. He's still very young. I mean, you got to explain yourself here, Ira. You're just a no-go on Smith, period. Well, Jackson. He hasn't proven himself as a big-time postseason performer. He hasn't. As a matter of fact, uh, Steve, you remember this about uh, four years ago. I went to a Tennessee 
Baltimore game in Baltimore, playoff game, heavily favored Ravens, and uh, they got wiped out by the Titans. Very sloppy performance by Baltimore. I was in a press box. I was watching Lamar Jackson very closely. Now, he was a younger player at that time. Uh, He did nothing. That game was over by the middle of the second quarter. But he also won an MVP award, Steve, and threw 36 touchdowns while doing it. So you got to factor that in. I don't know, Steve. I'm a little squeamish about the price that it might uh, cost to, uh, to to pry him yeah, out. Probably uh, 40, 50 million a year. Yep. And the price uh, with, with the non-exclusive tag. Sure. Picks. You know, picks. First round picks. Uh, I guess I'm so locked into this uh, this plan and this philosophy that it's hard for me to shake it. You know, I'm a, I'm a straight ahead type guy, Steve. I don't like to veer out of my lane. Stay, I stay in my lane. All right. All right. I need a clarification. I mean, special player. He, he is a special player. The price... It wouldn't scare me, but it would a little bit because, gosh, he's been negotiating with Baltimore so long. Who knows what he really wants? And you have to assume it's in the $50 million range. Now, of course, he, he wants to be signed to a long-term deal, Steve. Of course. Yeah, of yeah. course. And he, he deserves it. But, all right, had to get your clarification, Aaron. Well, I've asked you this before, and you know it's constantly changing here. So now Carolina just makes this huge trade. They have acquired the number one overall pick from the Bears. They gave up. Uh, their number nine pick this year, plus one in 2024 and in 2025, and a second-round pick. And what, a, what a bounty. What a bounty. And DJ Moore, who Jeez. is a 1,000-yard receiver, quality receiver in the he league is. for sure. Does this move the Glazers? Does this shake anybody up that, okay, they're going to get the number one, number one overall pick with a quarterback guru as a head coach now and Frank Reich, and now we see Derek Carr with the Saints, does this tweak the plan even in the slightest, Ira? I see your point, Steve. But the, the Panthers were going to draft a quarterback if they stayed at nine. They were still going to draft a quarterback. Might be Will Levis. Could have been Richardson. Stroud probably gone. Young probably gone. They were going to draft a quarterback anyway. Now they get the quarterback of their choice. I don't think it shakes the tree very much because it's still a rookie. And uh, rookie quarterbacks, even if they go number one overall, Sometimes it's a crapshoot. I, I, I think it's a fabulous deal for the Bears. Uh, that, that's my initial impression. Should the Bucks have made that trade? Like, I'm going to assume that. The- uh, absolutely not. Uh, unless Jason Light was sure that a C.J. Stroud or Young or whoever it is, he's putting his whole future, professional future, on the line. That guy had to make it. It couldn't be Jameis Winston. Uh, it couldn't be Trent Dilfer. That guy had to make it big. If uh, Light's going to pull off a deal like that, uh, just like the Panthers GM, he better get this right or he's going to set the franchise back five years. No, where the Bucks are right now, that, that deal doesn't make any sense. And by the way, going from 19 to 1, you would have had to give up more than, than, than the Panthers did. I'm aware of that, Ira. I'm aware. So that's why I was... how, how many ones can you sacrifice, Steve? Well, you could you could have thrown in players. Obviously, the Panthers wanted a receiver. You might have been interested in dumping a receiver. I'm just saying that if you they, bring in C.J. Stroud, who, who's he throwing to if you get rid of Mike Evans? Now let, you got Godwin. Listen, I, I asked. My question yeah. was simple. We have an actual price tag on a number one overall pick. It's an exorbitant price and tag. It, we don't see that very often in the NFL. It doesn't happen that often. So now we have the, a current market for a number one pick. I'm asking you, should the Bucks have best to the deal somehow? You're saying no, and I'm good with that. No, because the Panthers have been lousy. Tepper's pissed off, the owner. He wants to play with the big boys. He hasn't had his frolic in the sun like the Glazers just did 25 months ago. People think that Super Bowl was six years ago. It wasn't. 
uh, and then had a very good second season. So uh, they want to get back there, but they're, they're, they're going to do you. it the right way. All right, they're going to do it their way. So I got a name for you, Ira. You believe they want to win, though. You're not going the tank route. They I am not going the okay. tank route. All right, just want to clarify. So I got a name for you, Sage. Florida's Elite Restoration. How about that? I, I, they don't s- tank. I snuck that in on you, Sage. <laughs> Florida's Elite Restoration. They are your first phone call. Storm damage, mold, fire, whatever it is. You call them 24-7. You tell them you heard about them from the Sage. And if you end up using their services after your free assessment at your property of what's going on with that flood or the lightning strike or whatever it is, then they're going to give you $500 back toward your deductible or just cash. If you have a cash deal and you want to pay for it yourself, that's why you call them first. They're local, but they're not too small to not give you top flight service to cover the whole Tampa Bay area. Florida's elite. That's quite an initiative, Steve. Quite an initiative. Yeah, it's all about the sage, right? You mentioned the sage, the good things happen, but they give everybody the same quality service 24-7, Florida's EliteRestoration.com. Storm season's coming, Ira. I hate to say it, but it's around By the By the corner. way, Steve, if the Panthers, who now own the one pick. I still got a name for you, though. Steve, if they don't take C.J. Stroud, our man, our general manager of Bill Curry Ford, Sean Sullivan, he'll, he'll go crazy, Steve, because in his mind, uh, and I've talked to him about this, he thinks Stroud might be the best player in this draft, and he's certainly the best quarterback in this draft. Sean Sullivan knows his stuff when it comes to draft profiles and prospects. Absolutely. He's very high on C.J. Stroud. Maybe the Panthers are too. We shall see. But they have one guy in mind, Carolina. And, heck, they might try to make a deal with him before the draft. Right, Steve? Am I- uh, you would think so. You would think so. Got to get tip my hat to Sean. Uh, when we talked to offensive coordinator Dave Canales, He was talking about accuracy, and he talked about how the number one most accurate quarterback in the draft last year was Sam Howell, who went to Washington, got one start, looked pretty good, and he was a fifth-round pick, and now it looks like they may be going with him, and uh, that was Sean's guy all the way through the draft. And that's the knock on Anthony Richardson, Steve, right there, accuracy. But, Sage, i got to throw you a name, and this guy... Wants to keep playing, so he says. He obviously wants to be a starter. I'm I'm done talking about Brady, Steve. Will you stop with the Tom Brady? (laughs) As any quarterback does. By the way, hold on. I'm stopping you right there because I don't want to forget about this. You want to write it down or something? Well, you're not that old. You know, Steve, I I could turn out to be a, a total fool about this. This is going out to you, Rich Eisen. You better listen to this podcast, Eisen, because you stirred up a hornet's nest, and you did it on purpose. I've been hearing from some people that might be in the know that Tom Brady may not really go through with this retirement, and I'm hearing uh, my and uh, next day Miami's in the mix and this and that. They're picking up uh, to to his fifth year uh, option. I mean, what's all the mixed signals going on here? To me, that was a classic move by Eisen. That if you get this right, you're you're, you're going to look like a savant. And if Brady stays retired, nobody is ever going to remember. What you said, that's a classic move. Well, I don't think there's much behind it. I like Eisen, and I don't doubt that he heard that, but I'm not sure it has a lot of legs. I don't think he he heard it necessarily from anybody talking to Brady. That was the problem I had with it. So, sure, maybe people are hearing, yeah, Brady's still in great shape. and He's uh, not going in the booth. And he would only play for Miami because that's where he's living now. But if they call him and he can stay home, he'll do it. Maybe, but I don't know what that really means. But I hear you, Ira. You're allowed to smack around anybody you want. That's why they call it the Ira Kaufman Podcast. Uh, before I give you that name, Ira. I'm, uh, I'm waiting on that name, Steve. Yeah. I think between our interviews with Balls and Canales, I was looking at some numbers. I think we're over like 
and it's still going because a lot of people are catching up over like 40,000 listens for uh, those episodes, which That's is pretty, a big number, pretty wild. Yeah. So, so when I tweet out that you can hear this on the nation, uh, nation's most popular buck podcast, nobody ever argues with that, right? No, Steve? nobody ever argues. With that. And you know the Twitter uh, crazies would, uh, would call you a liar and all that stuff. So keep Twittering. Uh, hold on, Steve. I still got this. You're name. never going to get this name out on this podcast because I got another thing to say. And you're right in the middle of this thing. So you can say, Ira, you better back off. Or you can say, Ira, you're 100% right. I don't do it very often, Steve. You probably saw it the other day. Uh, when uh, the Bucks made it official about Donovan Smith, and and I retweeted under it, under the Bucks announcement, and I said, as you heard first definitively on the Ira Kaufman podcast, yeah, about three and a half weeks ago, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and then I found the date. It was February twenty third. I found the date. Uh, that's a long time ago. And then all of a sudden, I hear people, oh, it was, uh, somebody else had it, and uh, you got to give them credit too. No, 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 that, that's not true, Steve. I I didn't hesitate. I didn't couch it. Right. I yep. said. He's not going to make it. Those were my words. Yeah. Donovan Smith's not going to make it February 23rd. If anybody said it before that, I'd like to know it. And in fairness, I think it was even a couple days before because we recorded. That, that's or, right. Or at least a day before. That's so, right. Uh, yeah, you were definitive. And we, I remember Lee and I asked you saying, you sure? You're I like, said I got my sources. And, and, you, and you screamed. Yeah, we were, it wasn't on the, uh, on the uh, podcast. You're like, am I sure? Who the hell do you think I am? <laughs> All right. This quarterback, Ira, established guy, his team still owes him $12 million. Oh, Jesus. I think I know who you're going to mention. Guaranteed. Okay. And he's healthy, ton of experience, and he's shown that he can be a, a humble leadership type if, if he's not a starter. And he's got offset language in his contract, Ira, meaning if his new team pays him $1 million, then his old team only has to pay him $11 million. So he may think, if I can't get $12 million somewhere, then I'll play on the cheap. I'll let the Colts pay me, and I'm Matt Ryan, and I oh, can— Oh, I thought you were talking about Jameis Winston for no, a minute. No, and I can be signed for a league minimum, and the Colts will pay me the rest, and I have a chance to compete. Do you think the Bucks would dare go after a Matt Ryan? I think his ship has sailed, Steve, just like— What does that mean? His ship has sailed. He doesn't. If he doesn't win the job, I, I, he doesn't I, win the job. I, I don't think he has it anymore, Steve. I don't think he has it anymore. Like Philip Rivers— I think he's done. All right. Well, Sage, let's say you think he doesn't have it anymore. You've said this yourself. Jason Light would like Kyle Trask to win the job. The organization I probably would, would like him would. to do that. And if you think Ryan may be shot. He's got to earn it, though. But he's got to earn it. Yeah. He's got to earn it. But, you know, do they look at Ryan as saying, well, hey, you know what? He's going to compete. He is a guy with a similar uh, game to Kyle Trask. And... If he's not good enough, okay. He proved he could be a, a, a team guy as a backup. With the Colts, we'll give it a shot, and he's a good guy to mentor Trask. Do you think they would, would consider it from that angle? I'll tell you what, Steve, I hate to put it in these terms, but if you sign Matt Ryan and he wins the job out of training camp, that's not going to say too much about Kyle Trask, and you know that's no. true. Would he be a good teammate? Yeah, he, he would. He's, he's a consummate pro. I think he was drafted in 08, Steve. Does that sound right? 08, 08. Yeah. I mean, Man, that's a long time in this league. I don't see them doing that. All right, Sage. That's why we had to get your opinion here. Nick Leverett, they uh, re-signed or they put a, one of these low-level tags on him to bring him back. He still has to make the roster. Do you read anything into that other than that he's uh, proved to be a decent backup? I, I, I think he's in the mix, Steve. You know, they got some spots, guards wide open, and, of course, they have one tackle spot open. 
Either Wurfsel will move over to left tackle. I saw your flash poll, Steve. I thought it would be kind of uh, 60% uh, in favor of him moving, and it wasn't. It was pretty mixed. It was pretty even. Yeah, it was very even, very mixed. Uh, a lot of fans, I'd say maybe 25% of the fans said they were unsure. Uh, I whether- think part of it is if it's not broke, don't fix it, right, Steve? I think that's the yeah, idea. Yeah, I mean, Lee's adamant, don't move him. I don't have a problem moving Tristan Wurfs because you can move him back. If it doesn't work, you move him back. I mean, it, uh, it, it's been done successfully, Steve. It has been done successfully. Wurfs is such a freak athlete, Steve. I think he can do it. And like you said, if he can't, you, you own up to it in training camp yeah, and, you, and you move him back. Yeah, I mean, I've thought a lot about it, Ira. I mean, you probably don't know in training camp if he does it. But the thing is, like, let's say he plays left tackle, Tristan Wurfs, and he's just a little above average. Where right tackle, he's a pro, you know, all pro. Then you got to move him back to right tackle. But I don't think that's necessarily a terrible thing. But I get it. I get the other side of, like, why are we moving this guy? He's, he's an all-pro. What, what are we doing? The fans are mixed, and I get it. I think, Steve, one thing that uh, we touched it on at the, uh, the last week's podcast, but uh, I think it's worth uh, repeating, and I think you're, you're with me on this. Hainsey's going to start somewhere. They're, they're not going to turn their back on Hainsey. I think so. That it, was... it, it, it could be a guard spot. I, I, I think it could be right tackle. I, I think he could, should be in the mix at right tackle if Worfs moves over. I think he's going to play uh, right guard, and I still think Shaq is going to go, but you never know. Again, I stand by what I was hinting to you, which is they may tweak that plan as they see what the rest of the division does coming up here, and, of course, the big trade from Carolina. Stenny's not under contract at the moment. Is that correct, Stenny? He's not, and I don't expect him to be back. We'll leave that that here as far as, as, far as that goes. That's a shame because he, re- he had a real chance to win that left guard spot last year, Steve. Before he, he got hurt. He did, and uh, but I, th- I think he may have been on the outs a bit last year, and I'm not going to say his injury was at a good time, but it might have saved him his, uh, his year's pay. Uh, let's put it that way. Sage, uh, we have to at least address, even though we've talked about it before, Levante David sort of formally now is expected to test the market. He'll be talking to other teams, look, getting a feel of the market. You've got Eric Kendrick uh, was let go by the Vikings. Wagner. Bobby Wagner's yeah. free. So, David, you know he wants to be back. He said he wants to be back. He likes Todd Bowles. He's had a great career. And do you think – but it seems like nobody ever gives a hometown discount. Do you think that's possible here, or do you think David's going to be like the other guys and say, look, you know, we're $3 million apart. I'm going for the $3 million. I think it's possible. I think it's possible that a hometown discount could come into play. Because of the guy that Levante David is, he, he, he is a different sort. Steve, you've been dealing with him all these years, longest tenured buck. You ever seen Levante David in, in, in a pissy mood where he, where he didn't want to talk to you? He's class personified, Steve. He's a go-to guy, just like Tristan Wirfs is. Tristan Wirfs is a go-to guy. When the Bucks were bad during that long playoff drought and, and, and loss after loss piled up and the locker room door opened, Levante David's one of the first guys I'm going to. You know, I'm going to wait till he showers or whatever, and I'm going to wait. If it's 20 minutes, you're I not, wait. You're not going in the shower, no, just no, to no, clarify. No. And um, you know, he felt he's one of those guys that felt he had an obligation to represent the team. Um, and like you said, Steve, look, it's tough. When he gets together with his agent and the agent pushes the money issue, you can make an extra couple of million. I, I, I just think there's a chance Levante David, his desire to stay with the Bucks, and it's like not like the Bucks have soured on him. That's farthest from the truth, and I think he has a good effect on uh, on Devin White. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. I want to think about Devin White without Levante David uh, uh, as a sidekick. Steve, I, I I'm I'm not sure that um, 
I'm not sure they're going to lose him. It's interesting you, you believe that he may do the hometown discount thing. I guess there's a chance. Nobody ever does it, but wouldn't it be something if Levante David said, you know what, if you give me a lifetime Bucks deal, I'll give you a break. And um, that would be really cool. We'd all love to see By the way, Steve, me, I got a quick question for you. In my farewell to Donovan Smith column, I was ranking Buck tackles, and, of course, Gruber is at the top, no question about it. No argument, no discussion. So I, I had I had Smith vying with uh, Donald Penn. The more I looked at Donald Penn, the more I realized, man, that guy, was, that guy was a really good player, Donald Penn. He made some Pro Bowls. Donovan Smith should have made a Pro Bowl, I think, in 2021. He had an exceptional season. You know, he fell off the cliff this I'll year. I'll answer the question uh, for you. Where, where were you on Penn and Smith? I, I think I might have Penn a little ahead of him. Penn's best was better than Smith's best. So that's where I'm going to put it that way. Penn was obviously a better Iron Man. Even though, as amazing as Smith was, Penn didn't miss a game. Wow, it's hard to beat uh, Smith for durability. And he, Penn was able to do that. But, uh, you know, it's, that's negligible. But I'm going to say as a player, purely as a player, Penn's best was better than Smith's best. However, Smith proved it on the big stage. He stepped up. You remember the Chase Young game against the Redskins where he was talking a lot and he shut him down and he was great through the playoffs. So I got to give uh, give it to Smith at the edge. You won a Super Bowl. You Super Bowl left tackle against some great pass rushers. But, it, it. but, but it's, it's a good discussion. It's a good discussion. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely fun. It's a great question for Donald Penn who would have a nice animated answer to that. Lay it <laughs> oh, out. we know what Penn's answer would be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it still would be fun to argue it with him. All right, Ira, we're going to let you go here from Big Storm Odessa, where it's filling up, and uh, your glass here is filling up as well. We with, had a little uh, private room for a while, Steve. Yeah, it was Pro- private, yeah. and, but that's okay. That is fine. That's the podcast. Ooh, the, the beers are flowing, Steve. Uh, Sage, uh, go shopping at Bill Curry Ford. Bill Curry Ford, C-U-R-R-I-E. That's the family name, BillCurryFord.com. And our thanks to Florida's Elite Restoration. Ira, Monday, I'm going to leave you with this, or you're going to leave fans with this. Monday, the bell rings. All these players can negotiate with other teams. Will Golston, Akeem Hicks, we didn't think he was coming back anyway. All these guys, Levante David of all people. What are your thoughts, general thoughts, on what's going to happen on Monday? What some of these bucks might find? Do you have a surprise? Do you have a somebody who might you know, come crawling back saying, I couldn't get a deal, or somebody who gets big money? Just your thoughts. I think the guy that's going to cash in might be Jamel Dean. He's at the right age. He's shown flashes, enough flashes, to excite uh, a team, he might be the best, uh, you know, coveted free agent corner on the market. He, he might be. Steve, my sources, and I'm going to go with my sources again. I sense there's a little bit of, um, not friction, but there's not unanimity uh, uh, about Jamel Dean uh, at one buck place. I don't think there is. Some people uh, are higher than others uh, on him. I think the fact that there's not a definite consensus on Jamel Dean's uh, future is, is the reason that they're allowing him to test free agency. Somebody's got to go, Steve. They, you know, put their lot with Carlton Davis. Uh, and Carlton Davis so is a good you're player. Saying, essentially, you're saying his value. They're not unanimous on what he's actually worth. They like him as a player. They're not sure. A little different takes on the pro, on the price tag. Whether he's elite or not. Whether he's elite. Uh, another team might view him as elite. So Dean's going to cash in. Certainly, there will be suitors for Levante David. But as you mentioned, he's not the only veteran linebacker on the market uh, with, with, with uh, you know, some quality work to take behind Sean him. Sean Murphy Bunting, you think he's back then at a reasonable price? I don't think he's going uh, to find much of a market. He, he could be back. And I think the Bucks would take him back on their terms. 
on Apple. All right, the sage has spoken. I, gosh, I, I can't wait to uh, hit stop and, and try to grill you By on the this. way, Steve, what, J- Jamel when, Dean when, sources here. Steve, when's Sean Sullivan going to do his definitive first-round mock draft? Sean just gives one mock, and it's over. He lays out his mock draft. We've done two in the past, I think, but not last year. So you're going to be about get, a month from now. You're going to get one fantastic mock draft from Sean Sullivan. You can. Uh, He's bring, got a pretty good track record. You can bring Steve. to the draft party and uh, keep score. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Sage. Uh, thanks. Be well, and that uh, should be a fun week ahead.